0: We had some issues in the recording of this episode, so the quality of audio on the interview was affected, but I felt the conversation was so important that I really did want to release it. Just bear that in mind as you listen in. Thank you.
1: I don't believe that we can wake up in the morning and do something fulfilling without believing that this is the meaningful work. So again, we believed, and I still do with the new company, that we can use the technology to make our life just just better.
0: That's Greg Chukra, co-founder and CEO of two technology companies, Predica and Teddy. And for over six years, he was the acting CEO of Predica. And this is a period marked by rapid growth, opening three new offices in Poland and five offshore subsidiaries in Qatar, in Egypt, in the UAE, Denmark and the USA. Predica was included in the Technology Fast 50 Central Europe for 2019 and the FT1000, Europe's fastest growing companies rankings. And in this episode of Your Truth Shared, we explore some of the mechanics behind scaling a high growth company. I'm Finola Howard, intuitive marketer, your host and founder of How Great Marketing Works. I believe that every business has a story to tell So lovely to have you! I'm so glad we're having this conversation.
1: I'm really happy that uh, we are doing this because I haven't seen you for like a one and a half year, two yes, years. Yes, I know. So it's really, you know, the most for me. Uh, the most important part was that we will have really time to catch up. Oh, here.
0: that's so, so nice! Thank you for having me. Well, I've always, <laughs> I've always loved our conversations because we always kind of meander about different topics. So I'd like to do that today as well. So what I'd love to do is share, get you maybe to share part of your journey. I first started working with Predica a couple of years ago, as you know, I think 2019, and I was asked to come in and interview the four of you, that means the four founders of Predica, to interview you to try and extract your story for Predica, because you guys were always so humble, you never talked about yourselves you didn't even have titles it was a very unusual setup for a technology company that are often preoccupied with titles and how things look so i got this beautiful experience of interviewing each of you and what happened and how you came together but i'd love you to share that story to start our conversation if that's okay yeah sure sure
1: for me, as I remember, it was more about discovering psychological session instead of <laughs> <laughs> uh, instead of learning the truth. But maybe that's the uh, that's the part of the exercise. Uh, so where did I should start, like uh, two thousand nineteen or earlier?
0: Yeah, how you actually came up with the idea? You guys were unhappy in your roles, and you you wanted to make it a, a change. So if you start there,
1: okay. So I think that you know, in two thousand nineteen, when we. Uh, really start working like with you mm. but uh, but it was like a, a one step earlier so uh the business we had was like successful so it was growing nicely mm. but we haven't had this i would say not not story but uh, it was very technical like yeah. probably mostly because we've been engineers so it was more like a Uh, machine. And it was always how I thought about it, like about the component, like well-designed and efficient machine. And when we start thinking about our... And it was, again, very technical because when we start thinking about go-to-market strategy in other places and how we can really reach our customers. So we thought that uh, our... External image and uh, the branding of the company is not really well suited to that role. Mm. So then we start thinking how we can make it better, Mm -hmm. and that's when you help us uh, to discover the truth, as you said it. Mm. And what happened next? It was I think that we had we started from the beginning. So I think you guide us through the process. So first of all, uh, we've seen how the company operates and then you have some kind of like a diagnosis, like a diagnosis, like like a doctor. So we say, Mm -hmm. okay, the company, as you just said, I think that this is like a machine and there is much, much, uh, the story behind it is much deeper and you try to somehow like uh, extract it. Mm. So it was not easy, (laughs) uh, not easy. And especially that, that there was like a four people in the room. So like a four founders. Uh, which have like a different attitudes and we also haven't spoke too much uh, we haven't talked about that that part of the co- company like the story behind it why we've met what is the purpose mm. uh, which focus more on the operational on the technical side just to like uh, please the customer with the experience which we uh, with our service instead of like uh, reaching broader people uh, broader like uh, market mm. yeah so so that was the story. And I think what we started was just a completely different way to reach the customer. And I think that's the that's the story.
0: I think it was about reaching yourselves first. It's how I always think of it. And what, what I loved in our conversations was, and this is what I wanted you to share. But again, you're also still so humble. <laughs> this beautiful meeting of the four of you when you first started Predica in 2009 and that you, you know, in the conversations that happened, you guys wanted to do something different in the world. And it brought you to this yeah, but, purpose piece.
1: Yeah, but I think uh, what you just said, you know, in 2009, so when we started the company, but I believe that everyone, honestly, I don't believe that someone can start a company, just focus on the financial part or other. You know, there has to be the idea that you would like to do something different, that you would like to change something. Like I'm maybe I'm convinced maybe I'm naive here. I believe that each person who tried to set up the company, uh, like you as well, mm. have some kind of like a broader ambition, like a mission. Mm. And and we had as well. So we work with Microsoft, we work with other like big tech companies, and over there with you know we've seen that the disattachment between. What we are doing and what we think should be done. Mm. Maybe again, maybe we are younger, too naive that that we thought that what we can do it's uh, how we can serve our customers is just much better. So we thought that we can really deliver the products, the processes, the the value to the customer much better than what we've done.
0: Yeah, it was this 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 idea that you could do something more meaningful. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, read the mission. um, Predica's mission to help us understand actually your perspective on all of this. And it was, so what we came to in the end or what you came to in the end was to accelerate the transition to self-managed organizations where people can focus on more meaningful work. And I loved this more, you'll know this because we talked about it so much over the last while. I loved this focus on This idea that we get to choose to do more meaningful work, no matter who we work for, whether we work for ourselves, whether we work for large organizations, that it is possible to do more meaningful work and that you had a way, Predica had a way of using technology to make this happen.
1: Yeah, so so for me, it's again so obvious that it's... uh, (laughs) I, I couldn't wake up in the morning just try to repeat something and maybe it's like a personal uh, characteristics but I don't believe that we can wake up in the morning and do something fulfilling without having without like believing that this is the meaningful work and starting from the beginning we always try to figure it out is that st- is the stuff we are doing uh, do have that meaning and the part with this accelerating and the technology. So again, we believed, and I still do, and I still do with the new company that we can use the technology to make our life just just better. I think it's really like common, and uh, that most of the tech people and the technology people believe that the technology, the stuff they are doing, the technology they are introducing on the market has meaning. So that's maybe something what changed for me in neck like last last few years since we've spoken. It's my, uh, con- because you said that most of the, the technology guys have, don't have those titles, etc. Because I still believe those guys are uh, trying to do positive change in the world and Absolutely. make introduce that. But that maybe the only difference, which uh, is worse or is still a bit uh, between other guys, it's we are just not putting ourselves uh, in the center of the gravity. So we are not like a, a French uh, like imperator that like at the, the center of the, the sun in the middle, but more or less a facilitator of touch change and uh, help other also to get the same thing that the stuff they are doing, it's just, it has a meaning. And we are using the technology to make others people work also much more meaningful, not, not just putting uh, like people, treating people like a cocks in the machine, which mm. is like trying to re- do the repeated work. Because with each project we've done, it's just another iteration of making something better. That I just believe it, and I honestly think that all the big tech, all the companies which are around the world, especially in the tech, maybe not in the finance, but in the tech <laughs> tech sector, the <laughs> sector, they they are building with that in mind.
0: Let let me just come back to something you just said a second ago that and I really like this this idea that that you weren't you guys weren't in the center all four of you and also the other really interesting thing about all four of you which you alluded to is you're actually very four very different people but I like this idea that you didn't want to be in the center and actually you remained as founders you actually focused on the name founders and It seemed that you remained very fluid about how you worked in the company, that you simply looked at, and maybe it's that technology thing of you looked at the data (laughs) and you saw this is where we are, which of the four of us needs to be in this space right now? Because things moved so fast all the time, you guys remained fluid and moved where you needed to be at each point. And I thought that was Really, really interesting. There was no ego. It was just uh, Thomas, you are right here. Pavel, you are right here. Greg, this is you. This, you know, and that's how you worked together. And I thought that was very interesting.
1: I think it worked uh, uh, beautifully because of the two reasons. So first of all, we all have like we are like we like to learn. So that's something like we are all like. Probably, uh, you know, I could learn just for sake of learning, like without. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, and we are all like that. So, and when you read all those smart books, you see that whenever you are trying to grow the company, you never focus on people, you know, because you always have to uh, design the company, uh, design the roles which you need and try to put the best people in the role. Mm. And when the company is growing, uh, especially when the company is growing fast, you know, that. Uh, the skill set required in certain roles changes. So let's imagine that we have like a 50% growth year to year. So one year we have 100 people, and the next year we have 150 people. Uh, so in one year, we uh, in this small, like a, in the, and then again, right now in this, exactly in this process, even faster because the on the beginning, when you have the designed the roles, you know more or less what kind of people you have or role you have. So, for example, you have chief of growth, responsible for growth mm. of the organization. But if there is the company which has like only 20 people in that department, so what happened? So probably you need someone who is like a generous skill set. So we, he can just, he can figure it out. Maybe he's not like the best of the best in that role, but he has to be like generous. He has to catch up new things. He has to learn but what happened in two years from that moment? You know we you know, the team is much much bigger, like tw- almost twice after it was like three years ago. Mm. So you have to put in the position someone with completely different skill set. he has to be special he has to be a specialist in like a master of the skill of growth, he has to know mm. deep, deep knowledge about marketing. So if you have people who and some of those people who are generalists, like me, I'm the generalist, I'm not suitable to focus on one area. Like full time, I'm bored after after six months, and that kind of people can grow, the, figure it out. What's what's new? How to build the department? They can find the person who, and I think the right person on that, in that role. They can find person who can take over, mm-hmm. and they can figure out what's something next. The problem is if you have people who like because of the ego, don't want to do that, and what we all have. Is we don't have that ego part, so we can we can honestly admit to ourselves, okay, my job here is done. Yeah. Maybe I will not be board member. So, like for example, with Thomas or with Pavel, they have or with Andrew as well. Uh, you know, there were many times we said, Andrew, you are not longer a board member, or you are not longer the CEO. Right now, we need someone else. And the same with Thomas and some other people. Who don't, who are not aware of the situation that company is growing. You don't have the skills that will, you know, because of the ego will not be able to let go. And because we have the two functions, So we knew that company is growing. We designed the company with the role in mind and we knew that the role will change. We know that some of us will have to learn new things find and find a re- much more, much better replacement. So that was something what was, take- I think, unique. And there was four of us. So we have like a, Nice pool of people to, uh, yeah. to pick for different roles. <laughs>
0: how do you, do you think that none of you had ego coming in or were you just very rational to say this is how we move faster if we remove the ego out of the equation? Or are you so self-aware? I mean, is it rationality, self-awareness, consciousness? Is it pragmaticism? What do you think it is?
1: Uh, I I honestly think that none of those. Okay, I think it's because we're... <laughs> I, if you have four guys
0: yeah.
1: and you are all rational, so even if I will say no, I'm the best CEO for that company <laughs> at that moment, and if you have like a three other people who say maybe that's not the right time, <laughs> yeah. So then you have this other factor. So for, I don't. I believe like you know, right now around the world there are different like ideologies. Here. You have like more authoritarian regime are in politics who are you know who can really move fast when there is an idea behind you can really implement idea much faster than in democracies Mm. but and i tend to think like 10 years ago that it's much more efficient uh, way of handling the for company or uh, country but later on if you have someone who is always right and there is no check and balances around like we had like there was four of us Mm. so there was those checks and balances from other guys uh, if you see that you are really messing up or there is someone else, uh, you can, you know, if you have trust between people and you can say, eh, this is not the way how it should be, we can do it better. And this, this broader consensus, which is uh, and reasonable thinking, I think that's something that would help us a lot. But the ego was also a factor because otherwise, uh, because the guys haven't, uh, haven't had like huge ego, mm. They will not lose the face, and that's something they will, don't care. So yeah. Because some of the people can, if you know, will like a downgraded in the organization, so they will say, "Okay, it's not for me. I will just go somewhere else." No, that was not the personality behind it. Mm. But I think that the crucial part is just to, this distribution of uh, voices.
0: Yeah. And when you are thinking about, and you are always very focused on the end game, in your opinion or your experience did you discuss how how often change would happen how when the next big leap you were ready for so that required a shuffle it felt to me like it was often very every six months but what
1: yeah so so i think that you know in that yeah uh, because of the role so and i was uh, as you remember the ceo <laughs> those days yeah so it, it was always uh, me who like I was really happy with all those changes. So mm. uh, every three to nine months, when I see that something is really cracking there or we have like grow scalability problems. Mm. Uh, so because it was like, I, I felt that this is my responsibility to more or less figure it out how to change it. So it was uh, mostly me who like initial uh, initialized the, the change. And, and that's just required a lot of like study mostly it's about studying and checking out you know I read so many books because uh, and it's not because I've studied I earlier earlier was like a heavy reader no it's just because I haven't had no one to like a consult so I start reading everything what is possible just to figure out what we can do and how we can just uh, fix some of the things, which we are uh, the problems, which we are facing or address some opportunities whenever it was like a new market or adding new technology Mm. or some kind of diversification of the company uh, revenue stream. So uh, it's mostly always technical things. So uh, you see what, like with doctors, so you see what's like the whole company is like a one big organism. So you see what is cracking, what is not working. And sometimes you have to shift people from one place to another or change the org structure just to, for, I don't know, break some kind of habits which are already there, which shouldn't be there. But sometimes it's only about like a technical change because you have to see like people who are stick to doing it the way, like more like, like a habitual mm. thing. So then you have to just figure out, okay, it's not reasonable to do it that way. They are doing just because they got used to. So you have to just.
0: But it's such a very interesting uh, way of looking at it. It is always looking at building an organism to get you to a point, and then you're saying, "How do I move this piece here?" This is what it sounds like. Yeah,
1: and and I think so. So the, the most funny part is when I spoke with uh, uh, uh like two months ago or three months ago. So I remember that we had one change, which was like. Uh, fundamental one it was five years ago uh, so we have like a business unit so when the business unit was like a project management office sales office and delivery in like a one unit which is focused around like a technical competence so for example like data and AI then there is like security so there was a business unit and the one of the biggest change I've made it was to Get out uh, from that structure. So instead of having a business unit like technical domain, mm. which is like like almost like unit, mm. extract the sales and project management to the, another office. So we we built like a delivery center. So people from different domain were like in one pool, and project management and sales was in another pool. So it was so you had like a you've built, instead of building the competency in the domain, like on the technology sectors, we built the competency around the sales and project management, so people from different domains, one we want And that was, again, why we've done it? It's because we had to, uh, uh, there was a problem with uh, growth, so because when people, so for example, if I'm responsible for sales and project management, and I have also like people in my team, yeah, so I have those people, and I Whenever I sell the product, sell the project, I'm always thinking, okay, is it enough for my people or is it too little? So I'm trying to instantly balance when when I'm uh, head of domain, I'm trying to instantly balance, okay, I will not sell that project because I don't have enough amount of people and I'm focused on people management. And what I want to get rid of is just to uh, speed up the growth because then the delivery can just... They don't have any limitation. It's like they can hide, you know, they can, sorry it will be like maybe not I don't want to have sound offensive, but like don't have a better word. Multiply in, in infinity to infinity. Like why? Because they have uh, you know they can be as many people in delivery because they have a the limitation in terms of why you know sales capacity or project management capacity. And here as well, they can sell, over sell, over deliver uh, and why? Because we would like uh, we had a problem exactly with with the growth, so we split it, yes. and the company grew ne- next to it like eighty percent, ninety percent. So it was like it was too much, but it worked.
0: Fantastic. But right
1: now I what, what, why I say, uh, put this as example because right now the guys are doing other way around. So they moved to the situation which was before. Why? Because right now this situation is uh, we it's more favorable to exactly have this piece in the one domain. And I said, probably, I said to Pavel, probably in five years you will do other way around, and it still be be right. So people from outside might think, okay, they are doing just for sake of doing. But no, this is the different problem, and we are in like a different cycle of the business. Love it. So once you have to do like that, and in five years probably you will have to get back. But you know, from the outsiders, it might seem like a- so.
0: It's removing removing limits at each point, and always with growth in mind. And, and habits, because if you, for
1: example, have a problem with the quality, mm. it will be much better to, because if you have problem with growth, you do that way. But if you have problem with the quality, it's much better to put everything to the one unit, yes. because this, there is one team responsible for delivering the whole project. So it's just...
0: Yeah it's clever. You know, it's like uh, but it makes sense to me. It makes sense and I even remember yeah, but, and, I remember also you showing me as uh, you showing me the organizational structures and having discussions around different models and always with growth in mind. So it was Yeah. No. Yeah, it's very interesting. Let me ask you a question. When did the Predica way come which is the culture? When did you start to because you talked a lot about technical and and yet you also talk a lot about people, but when was the decision made at what point in the growth of the company was culture going to become something extremely tangible? And it is very tangible. Yeah.
1: I, I honest, so again, I think that each, i one of those persons that believe that each company has a culture from the day one. So I don't believe the culture can be designed in the, like from the external facilitator or an the the culture we can only discover within the organization from maybe it, you know the external person can help you so we had the culture from the day one but we named the culture al- just a few years uh when we were like 35 people so 50 so it was like 2014 uh we already have like named it so we have our values we have our habits we have our road signs so and it was and what we named, we only name what was already there. Mm. And why I believe you have, so I believe that from the day one, we have the same culture, what we had like a later on. So we always had this be persistent, be one step ahead. Mm. Uh, the things which are around being on the edge of the technology, n- do not give up. Those are like a fundamental things. What happened later, we only make the wording maybe sounds appealing be one step ahead, change it a bit like awarding to be first or something Mm. like that. But it was mostly awarding, but the culture was already there and it was named very, very early because the culture has to be, from the day one, it has to be well-designed. Each company has a culture, but I believe when you have the second layer of the management, so if owner or the founders of the company are not responsible for hiring, then you have to have the culture which is already some kind of well-documented and you have to stress the culture from the day one because if you are not responsible for hiring and you are not manage those people, you are not able to make sure that you know the culture is there. You will have the fraction, you will have the cracks in the uh, in the people how they behave. So we've name start naming it from 2014.
0: Yeah, because I remember having conversations with Ula, who's the chief people officer, um, around the onboarding to Predica. It's quite a foreign concept. It takes a while for them to adapt to the culture, but it's very conscious. And then it feels like the culture is being molded. But I understand now your perspective, the minute minute you put in that next level of management and that they're not hiring, you have to make sure that you don't lose this really great thing that got you to where you are.
1: Yeah. And... And I even read in the Amazon. So when they had started, you know, it was uh, I, I think in two thousand and two when they start hiring exactly uh, when the on the beginning they have some problem with the culture was like cracking. Mm. Is exactly at the moment when they have put like a new site or a new office, and you know, from other and the management, the, the new guys who were like our managers, and they start hiring from the previous company. So then you see it's not like already the company of the Amazon. It's the culture from the another company, which maybe not necessarily. But again, I also believe in the evolution. So uh, I'm the person who like changing the mind probably every three months or six months. And I don't mind at all. Yeah. So I think when you have like a new data point, you have to change your mind. And I think also it's like a growing uh, in the personal way. If you are not changing your mind, like, like you are blindly following the old, uh, like a path. like So you have to always be conscious that, you know, there is someone else who can give you, for me, I, am I still remember a few people who said, oh, Greg, you said that it will be never last predica like that. And I said, yeah, but it's, you know, right now we are at a different stage, so we have to change. So many things. And right now, even in Teddy we have exactly the same things. So.
0: Yeah. So it is the whole change is constant thing. Yes. So congratulations that uh, Predict has now been acquired by Software One. What's Thank that you. like, Greg, to, to have your company this, this you you come with mission with great purpose and you grow this and with this strong culture where people are incredibly loyal to this uh, wonderful organization that is multinational multilingual like so diverse um what's it like then to have it acquired and walk away
1: uh, so luckily for me it was I have the easier one. Probably you will have you will have to ask Andrew Thomas and Pavel because those guys had like a uh, more complex or demanding situation because of the two things. So first of all, although I was still part of Predica for last one and a half year, mm. uh, in not this uh, but last August I uh, moved myself to another venture to Teddy. So I was like a step down from Predica. Uh, and I was not involved in the operations at all for one and last uh, one and a half year. Mm. So for me, it was like very slowly I got used to the idea that it's not I, I'm not part of it anymore. So that was for me. And in the beginning it's like weird, but you know, once you it was step by step for one and a half year. I was less responsible for operations. So, Andrew took over, you know, with Andrew, because we have the way of working together. It is, like, very s- strict. So, when Andrew said, you know, Greg, if you are not longer of Predica, then you are not in Predica, and you can move to another venture, which are not related to mine. And I said, Andrew, if you are the CEO, so there are not too many <laughs> options here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. but, uh, but we, I focus on the, like... Uh, because we are growing fast, we have so many subsidiaries, so then I focus on making this the corporate structure, which was completely in a mess because of me, of course. Uh, but I said, okay, Andrew, so you know, that's something that is really boring, and I will take over of that just to make sure that it's uh, we have the holding, this company are. Prop- the, the company is uh, in a nice shape in terms of the legal structure. Yeah. and I said,, it will be great because if we would like to go to stock exchange or sell the company or have like a standard funding, we will still need it. So that those days when we, when I stepped down, So I will say focus on that. And because of this, and I focused like 80% of my time was on, on, on Teddy those days. So if you have this like a long, long, long runway, mm. it's much easier. Yeah. But still the feeling is like weird because even right now, uh, I can't say like I cannot say for uh, if someone asks me what about Predica and I still think we are doing. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, I think that this bond will be always there. Yeah. Uh, as long as this brand and those people and the way how we work. Uh,
0: <laughs> if the uh, if the name goes, you know, a software one acquires if the name gets absorbed into software one. Will that be very hard? I'm not about
1: the name, honestly. Yeah. And you know, wh- whoever asked me about what about the name yeah. and said I don't care, even right now, it's the, the branding is just it's just the word. So for me, it's the how people like think about themselves. As long as they will think about like a separate entity or maybe uh, you know that they have this way of working and doing things like h- how they speak. As long this is there. I think then there is the predicate, because otherwise it's just a word. And for me, so it's, it's the spirit. Again, yeah, I believe that this is about the spirit. Mm.
0: So tell me about the new venture. So this is, uh, say it again. TD is how I would yeah, say, it's, but is uh, it how te- you say? Teddy.
1: We we call it Teddy. teddy. But it's uh, probably it's different in, in language. Right? So <laughs> I heard that you know we call it like Teddy.
0: But you started this uh, about four years ago, though.
1: Yeah, it was four years, but honestly, like it was three years ago because the first year was like, it was something like, I would say, more or less operation and figured out what we want to do. But three years ago, we really put our... All effort on building the smart lock, uh, and right now we are where we are. So
0: you were in, you were heavily in Predica at that point, and then is this yeah. was this uh, an opportunity that arose, an idea that arose that you needed to pay attention to? How did this come? And because you had to have both organizations running concurrently.
1: Yeah, but that's again, that's uh, that's another personal. I would say, I think issue, uh, and I was like, I think I was brainwashed, uh, you know, because of the things I read or maybe movies I watch. I always had idea in mind that you know you are building one organization, but you you have to reinvent. You have to so that's the reason why I said mm-hmm. about reinventing the way how we work. But I think this like this reinventing is also to not close yourself. For another things. Yes. Uh, and we had several different um, initiatives. So like Teddy. Mm. So the Teddy, maybe I would just like around the product, building like a timesheet on demand. We have another problem which, which call it about skill set uh, like scoring the people uh, across the organ, like the, the centralized way of. So we have several different ideas which we try to like uh, commercialize. Mm. And I was always focused on those things. Mm. So that's, I think it's, it's, but it's good and bad because on the one hand, I, you have this uh, like a fox and hedgehog, hedgehog mm. uh, way, you know, of operate. And I'm def- definitely not the hedgehog and I'm mostly like out the fox one. So I, all, I, I like to do many things, yeah. even what I said. And I don't believe it, maybe it's good for the CEO. Because if you have like a very focused of building like a, the best consulting organization, maybe it will be much more beneficial for the predica itself. Uh, but, but again, I'm not really tied to... The, the. So for me, it was always about doing something else, doing something different, like a, making a change with the technology.
0: Yeah, and it's product focused.
1: Yeah, but, but that's again, it was why it was... the. I didn't care also what is the space. So right now I'm learning about... Again, something completely different, not related to IT at all, and I'm really so sort of like a deep into that. Mm. But it was also about something else. And there was one opportunity to, bo- to build like a product company, like a product in hardware. So this is like right now I wouldn't recommend anyone to build a hardware unless he had like a huge amount of money and he's really like stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, has a really like, previous experience. This, no, and I'm really honest. So I can anyone who would like to do business, do some hard work, please just reach to me and I will tell you why what why it's not the best thing to do. Yeah. Uh, so we had that opportunity to build like a smart intercom. Mm. Uh, and it was just we have uh in you know, in, I'm not sure how about Ireland, but in Europe, in the continental, we have all of this like a intercom, which you put on the door and you just pick it up, like a, on the, the old one. Yeah. So, and I want to build the uh, digital one. So I thought, why we have this old bloody thing, if we can just put something smart on it and start uh, picking up. And then the, like a element building is just not possible. So you have to deal with the whole building. So it's not possible to replace only one headset. So we tried to figure it out how to do it, and I have m- m- made some like a s- small team to figure it out is it feasible, mm. and we started develop the idea. But but ultimately, you know, the one company in Poland said that yeah maybe we would like to invest. So we set up another version which was about to build this intercom idea, mm. but later on th- they said okay we really don't we would like to do something else. We don't want to do this inter, inter-, inter- intercom. We would like to do smartphone. And they had already capabilities because they've been uh, the company which approached us was the biggest smart uh, cylinder and lock and door manufacturer in Poland. Mm. So we have a nice uh, a blend of the skills. So they were they knew how to do physical things. We knew how to do the digital things. We only knew had to learn how to do electronics mm-hmm. and combine all these pieces together. It, and it was still. <laughs>
0: He's shaking his head just so people know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's still... I know why there are only like three locks in Europe, in whole Europe, with smart locks, uh, which are really decent quality yeah. because it's extremely it's it's extremely hard. Okay. So we had another team. And again, you read in those, bo- in those books that you should have that If you are do- building a new business, it should, first of all, it should be... St- Separate from the regular business, it should be like you have, to have, you have to have the space for that company. First, they have to report directly to the CEO. Then they have to have separate funding. So you give them all the capabilities and the capacity of the organization. They have to report to someone on the, like, a CEO level. And again, they shouldn't be involved in the business at all, the regular business. Mm. And so I've done exactly what, you know, there is in, in the book. So I've done exactly this. So and it works. Set up took the best... Yeah,
0: it's, if you follow the books, you know, it's, <laughs> no, it's mostly worse. What is what? your favorite? What is the book that you think every entrepreneur should read? Or three books?
1: Oh, I can go. I, <laughs> I can go uh, in the details, book by book. I always uh, start with getting things done. Okay. So without that, I believe that if you don't have this basic thing, how to just govern your daily stuff, there is no way you can move forward. Then there is seven habits of highly effective people. Okay. Again, that, if you know how to do your stuff, then you put the habits, so you know how to do it. You put the basic habits, how to work with other people. Like uh, there is a, there is the concept like a private victory and public victory. Mm. So if you do the the private victory, which is more or less around getting things done, and then you do the public victory, so you know how to work with other people. Mm. So the last thing is switch, how to make the change. And why? Because... Once you have the operating framework, you should know how to redesign yourself on a daily basis. I love that. So you have to change yourself and the organization. And switch is something which will help you with uh, doing so. So I think if you have three books, it's always those three. I have hundreds of books, so if you tell me uh, I have that kind of problem, so I will probably suggest <laughs> another book, but those three are the fundamental one to move forward.
0: Now I want to do a book show
1: with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh that would be that would be uh, i'm like addicted
0: love it i love that statement how to redesign yourself on a daily basis this is a really good yeah. place to end and um, thank you so much greg that was a it's always wonderful talking to you because it always makes me think and if they want to find out more about you where should they find you
1: Yeah, I'm everywhere on (laughs) LinkedIn or so, yeah, if someone will reach me on LinkedIn, so I'm always there and I'm really really happy to help. So if someone will have some uh, things which I think I might be uh, useful or I can use my experience to advise or, and I'm really happy to do that. That's
0: wonderful. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Findala. It was always a pleasure.
0: If you'd like to find out more about Greg, look him up on LinkedIn under Gregor Chukra, which is linkedin.com slash in slash. Let me spell it for you. G-R-Z-E-G-O-R-Z hyphen C-H-U-C-H-R-A. And if you'd be so kind to share this episode with someone you know, who would find it valuable, I would greatly appreciate it. And if you'd like to reach out to me about the podcast or anything else, you can connect with me on LinkedIn under linkedin.com slash in slash Fanola And I'll be back next week with another guest. And until then, take care.